Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach, and this is episode 11, and I'm so excited today to have my guest, Paul Hunter. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Michael. Hey, you bet. Now, Paul comes to us from Fort Collins, Colorado, and uh, Paul and I were just talking uh, prior to getting on this podcast, and uh, I remember meeting Paul. uh, It was back in 2014, uh, when Paul, you came on board with Eric Thompson to become a managing broker and a real estate agent in his Windermere Fort Collins office, right? Yes. Yep. It was uh, uh, the end of 2014. We started our conversations, I think, in in September or so of that year. Right. And prior to that, so you've been in the business for 15 years. Uh, tell, give me a little bit of your background prior to Windermere. Sure. So yeah, I've been in it uh, about 15 years. Uh, started at a small local company. Um, and uh, was there for about two and a half years. They specialized in real estate investments, and uh, that's always what what interested me. Um, I actually uh, went to Colorado State University for uh, finance and real estate, so that was always uh, you know something that that uh, was my passion. And was there for about two and a half years. Went to another small local company after that for another about about two and a half years, and then um, that uh, original company had changed uh, ownership. And the new owners I had met uh, years before that, and they decided they wanted to grow the the real estate team there. So they brought me on as managing broker, and that was, uh, I believe, the end of 2009. Um, and was was there as managing broker for five years, a little over five years before coming on board with Eric. And now, have you done most of your real estate in in the Colorado market? Yes. Yep. It's uh, it's basically uh, Denver North for us. Okay. Um, really focused in the Northern Colorado market. And what what is your what's your average sale price in that marketplace today? Um, we're we're cresting. We're over five hundred now. Okay. Um, you know, very different from uh, even five years, and definitely from ten years ago. But um, we're uh, we're just over the five hundred mark now. Wow. And uh, and so you're not alone. Uh, you you're married, and you've got two yes. two kids. And uh, we were talking one and four. Yeah, so that that's super easy to run a real estate business. <laughs> that is with, right? so easy to run a real estate company when you have a one year old and a four year old. Um, and so a couple things about about why we have Paul on today is you know uh, this podcast is about building uh, incredible work life balance, and it's also about creating great client uh, service, but. Uh, you know, all of that boils down to a system. And um, I love the saying, uh, Robin Sharma will say, you know, uh, you, you don't actually rise to your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. And the one thing that I know about Paul and um, is that he has phenomenal systems. 
And so, Paul, just real quick, we were kind of talking about your numbers. So going into 2020, you had said that when COVID hit, you guys kind of were reevaluating your goals and you changed your original goal. But then you ended up actually going and surpassing your original goal and closing out 2020 uh, with 40 transactions, which is congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and I, but I don't think that happened by accident. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, no, I think that's uh, that's probably why we're talking today. I'm I'm OCD about uh, uh, systems and my calendar and and uh, really scheduling out as much as we can in this business every minute of my day. So here's what I want to ask: D Did you always have a system, or kind of help me understand how you realized that systems were important? No, no, I did not. Um, I had an amazing mentor when I started that really got me dialed into how the process works, you know, understanding the contract better than everybody else. You know, that was always his goal. Um, but systems were, were kind of not on the table. So that it was, a lot of this was originally self-learned, but then um, just taking as much education, learning from others that, that did it better than me and, and have far more successful businesses than I do. Um, is, is kind of how I, I cobbled it together to the, the Paul Hunter system. So, so help, help me understand. So if someone's listening, they're going, okay, so we've got a system. What's the system like? Kind of give me kind of how your system works. What are the things you do that are just like habit and your behaviors and your routine? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, uh, uh, and I, I think it's even Robin Sharma, the 5 a.m. club. Is that, is, yep. is that his deal? Five, yep. Yep. Um, so about uh, probably about nine, 10 years ago, um, I decided that, that that's what I had to do. Every, every weekday morning, I'm up at 5 a.m. Uh, and something I learned from you, you came out and uh, taught something. It was like a little mini ninja course or something right. uh, years ago, um, was never hit the snooze button. Yes. Um, just never do it. And since I had that class with you, I don't hit the snooze button. I love it. And, uh, and I was always a, a two or three snooze button kind of guy. And what that, <laughs> and, and, you know, most people don't love waking up at 5am, but why do it two or three times? I think is, yeah, exactly. is the point that yeah. you made. And, and I tell you, it really made life better. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's waking up early. It's uh, especially with kids, um, you know, getting as much stuff done as you can beforehand. Cause that you're, you know, for those of you familiar with Ninja, getting my affirmations done, my gratitudes, my reading, reviewing my hot warm list. Uh, all happens before 6 a.m. And uh, my four-year-old Jackson, he's a he's an early riser. So he's up at like 6 to 6.15 every morning. So I, I've got to get all my stuff done, you know, get showered, get ready. Um, and again, it's affirmations, gratitudes, reading, hot warm list. And then I can look at my email. I never look at my email. I don't even, I, I don't look at my phone or touch my phone until I'm all done with that stuff. Um, and, and that's just about, again, I, it's, it's something out of ninjas, not letting other people control your day. As we all right. know, uh, our clients are up late and they're emailing you stuff that may just, you know, start your day off not in the right frame of mind. And uh, by getting all the other Ninja 9 done beforehand, um, that, uh, that sets me up to be able to look at that email with a good positive attitude at, at 6.15, right. um, as opposed to, to going to it with, with sleep in my eyes still. So, so you start off, so you start off early, you're, you're running kind of that, that, that Robin Sharma kind of 2020-20, your gratitudes, your learning. You're looking at your warm list. You're looking at your hot list. And some people listening may say, well, I haven't been through Ninja. What's a warm list and a hot list? Kind of tell me what that is. 
Yep. So hot list for, and, and this can be different for, from realtor to realtor, but for me, my hot list are people that I know and they know are going to be purchasing in the next six months. Um, so it's all your people that are already under contract. Obviously it's all those, those people that are buying or selling in the next six months. Um, and then for my warm list, it's anyone buying in the next year. Uh, so my hot warm list is, is large cause I kind of cast a big net, but what it does is every morning I, I've got that list in front of me every morning and almost every morning, there's something that pops out to me that I say, you know what? I need to call Michael because I know he's not buying for another eight months or he's not selling for another eight months, but I just haven't talked to Michael in a while. And I saw on Facebook that he did something cool this weekend. So I'm going to pop it into my, uh, my uh, to-do list to give Michael a call and, and ask him about how his weekend was. Um, so that, that's, that's the purpose of that. Well, and I think it's so critical too that you bring this up because a lot of times we have a challenge with people say, well, I don't know who to call. But your warm and hot list very, very quickly, if you're looking at it every day, will generate ideas around people to call, correct? Absolutely. And it may be just a little thing that, that uh, charges some synapse in your brain that, you know, I see Michael's name, but then I think about Michael's sister, who uh, I know has, has talked about moving to Fort Collins or something like that. Right. Um, that'll just set something off and it gives me a reason to, to contact them and um, make, make as many of my phone calls a week. And let, get me to ask, that 50. <laughs> let me ask you this on your phone call. So that this next piece, so the phone call. So how, so we have a couple of different schools of thought when it comes to phone calls. Some real estate agents like to do them um, in chunks of uh, two times a week where they, they, they do all their calls in, in two one hour slots every week, or some people like to do them every day. How do you, what do you do with yours? Uh, I'm a combination of both. So uh, my, my under contract and people I'm working with currently um, they get, uh, I do have those scheduled for Mondays and Fridays. So they get a phone call from me every Monday morning and every Friday morning. Um, so I do have those scheduled, but then the rest of the week, uh, the whole, again, Ninja, for those of you that are familiar working on your business in the morning, in your business in the afternoon. So in your business is kind of that, you know, uh, out showing properties, the, the, the work, you know, the meat of what we actually do, but then the morning is, uh, is phone calls, it's notes, um, that's something that's a note that I'd written down here is getting your notes and your real estate reviews done in the morning. Yes. If I did those in the afternoon. They would never happen. Like I got to get them done before 10. You know, I, I always, I'll schedule everything out for the week, every Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on my, my schedule. Um, I'll schedule everything out for the week that I know has to happen that week. Um, as opposed to leaving it as a, a recurring appointment, which can become white noise. If you miss one or two of those. I, I reschedule them each week for where I know I may have some, some blank spots in my calendar. Well, and I love it too. You bring this up. So let's talk about that for a second. So I know you uh, are adamant about time blocking and just making sure that your, your calendar kind of runs your world, right? Mm -hmm. um, does that allow you to be in a much more reactionary state than a, or I mean a proactive state than a reactionary yeah. oh, state? Absolutely. That's, that's the big challenge of this business is, you know, we're, we're always reacting. There's, and no matter how hard you try, there will be those days or those times where you have to react because that's our job. Um, but this allows you to get, even when you're busy, because that's the big challenge, especially for newer agents that have, you know, initial success is great success, great closings. And then you got nothing for three months because you didn't do any of the stuff you're supposed to be doing during that time. Right. So you need to, you need to calendar it. Otherwise the, the whirlwind will, overtake you and you're going to have a very cyclic business. And I, I will say it's taken me, you know, it took me a long time to get to the point where I have a very stable business. I'm sure we've got seasonality, but I, I've got a pretty stable business. I don't have to, you know, save all of my spring money and summer money for a, a dead fall and, and winter time. 
Um, and it's, it's all because of my calendar and it's all because of that, that Sunday night scheduling allows me to do all the things that I just have to do. You know, the, the things that maybe aren't the exciting piece of our business, which is get, making sure everything on your, your scorecard is done. And, um, you know, I, you just have to do it. You know, this stuff works. So you have yeah. to schedule it. And if you don't, it just won't happen. Well, and I, and I love it too, because, you know, what we know is this is success, right? Isn't doing easy things. Success is doing the things sometimes that you no. don't like to do, <laughs> but you do them consistently because you know that they give you a return and they know that they have, they have the ability to give you the, and manifest the, the life that you want to have. And so, so great. So you, yeah, so, they lead to the fun stuff. Yeah. And then you do the fun stuff. Um, let me ask you this is the scheduling in your routine. Does it allow you to actually have more time for yourself and for your family because you have that structure? A hundred percent. And what I'll say is even, even recently. So just before Christmas, that week before Christmas, um, I, uh, uh, I didn't schedule everything that I needed to do. I kind of fell off the wagon for three, four days. Um, I found myself wandering those three. I shouldn't have even been in the office. Like I was just doing these little things that I just, it, it was like a, uh, I felt blind. Like I wasn't right. doing what I needed to do, but I was still doing the busy work. And, and uh, I know a lot of, a lot of agents struggle with that. And I got to get a taste of what I preach not doing to my agents mm-hmm. um, for those few days before Christmas. It was a complete waste of time. Yeah. Uh, and I know nothing came from it. Uh, even though you felt like you were working because you're sitting at your desk and you're doing emails and you're, you know, it, right. it just, you got to have it scheduled so that you can then go and spend the time doing the fun things that this business can, can allow you to do. Well, and you know, and you bring up a good point because we, I think there's a lot of people in this business that um, are busy being busy and not busy being productive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and, yep. And, and I know you just, you just got back from a hunting trip in Texas. So, um, and I know that, and I follow you on Facebook and I see that you do a lot of fun things with your family. You do a lot of fun things with your friends. You have a very, how would you say your work-life balance is for you and your family? I'd say it's really good. Um, uh, Eric Thompson, uh, here in our, he's a co-owner of this, of, of the offices up here with me. And he said something to me that really uh, struck me uh, a year or two ago. And that was, you know, the reality is we spend the majority of our time at work, right? It's, it's not at home with our families for most of us. Uh, although COVID has changed that for, for some of us. Right. Um, and it's about doing quality things when you're with your family. So it's not just about quantity of time, but it's quality of time with your family. So um, we, we do a lot of RV trips. We do a lot of traveling uh, during the summertime uh, with our kids. And, and we try and, and take advantage of the weekends that we can or the weeks that we can together doing you know, adventures is what we call them. So, um, so that we can, we can ha- make those memories. And it's not just about sitting around watching TV for a weekend. It's about going out and doing something. And without that, you will be working all the time. If you're, if you're even moderately successful in this business, you can allow yourself to just work the whole time and that uh, that'll burn you out. And I've been there a few times in my career. I've been to that burnout time. I think most of us have, Uh, but this, uh, this really uh, pumps the brakes on that, on that burnout. Yeah. When you, when you set your schedule, I am able to go do do fun stuff. So, so that brings me back to the question. So if I were to look at your calendar, obviously your calendar has, you know, your morning routine and has your, uh, your phone calls and what we call our Ninja nine or the working, you know, the working in the, on the business, not in the business in the morning. Do you also schedule out how, how do you schedule out your fun time and your, and your recharge time and your you time? Does that also live in your calendar too? When you 
sit down and kind of map out your weekly design or your monthly design? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if it's a, if it's an RV trip with the family or a hunting trip for me, um, that goes in the calendar and it's an appointment. Um, this is another note that I made here is that any appointment that you've got, any, anything that you've got to do, which is, you know, dinner with your family or um, going to your kid's soccer game or whatever it is, that's an appointment. And it goes in your calendar and you can also call it an appointment. Um, I give the example to some of my agents who feel like they're getting overrun by their clients is, you know what, if I need to get a haircut and it's scheduled for next Tuesday at 11, it's an appointment. And I'm going to tell my clients, hey, I've got an appointment from 11 to 1130. I got less hair these days, so even shorter, <laughs> but, um, uh, but it's, that's an appointment. And if I tell you, Hey, Michael, you know, I, I can't talk to you uh, next Tuesday at 11. I've got an appointment, but I can talk to you at noon. Does that work for you? It allows you to have these conversations with your clients and not say, Hey, I got to get a haircut next Tuesday. That doesn't sound very important. Well, if you don't get a haircut long enough, you're, you're going to be looking shaggy and right. can't sell houses. So um, it, it's, it's an appointment. So, uh, whether it's a haircut or it's time with your family or showings on Thursday afternoon, refer to all of it as an appointment Yep, because it is, it's in your calendar. I, I love that. That's great advice. And you know, what's interesting too, is think about this. We are in a, a highly, um, a high service industry, which is a very, uh, it's, it's up there in terms of what we can make and what people pay. So, you know, for example, you think about, you know, doctors, lawyers, financial planners, bankers, that type of world, real estate's the same way. Yet we're, we're an industry where we are kind of just like at the disposal of the time frame of our client. You know, I couldn't call my doctor and say, mm -hmm. hey, I want to come in now. And he goes, oh, well, let me see if I can change my schedule to make that happen for you. They say, well, you need to call the front desk and they'll look at our calendar and they'll set the appointment. And I'm perfectly okay with it. But um, what, why do you think so many real estate agents have a fear of doing that? What, what, what do you, you, you were there at one time and then you changed. What, what do you think it is that causes mm -hmm. us not to want to actually set our schedule so that we, we run our calendar every day and week? Well, what it is, I, in my opinion, is it's a big fear that your clients won't like it. They'll be mad at you. And what, what I found, and this, this takes a leap of faith. So I'm going to tell you this, and then it, you're going to have to, everybody that's listening is just going to have to do it, um, <laughs> is that 89% of the cases, they will not be mad at you. Um, you know, most anything, most anything that we do, 99% of what we do is not a life or death emergency. Yes, we will have dates and deadlines, but if you have those things calendared out, hopefully most of the time I'm not dealing with those things at 11 o'clock at night before the end of the deadline. Um, so it's about setting the expectations with your clients up front as well. And I, I'm not somebody who says, you know, you can only reach me from eight to five Monday through Friday or, or, you know, never on the weekends. I'm not that, but if you set the expectation and if somebody texts you at 11 o'clock at night, you don't have to send a text back unless I, you got a deadline yes. or something. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that, but just, just deal with that at, eight o'clock that next morning, you know, even if, you know, I'm up at five, I could send that text to five. I don't want them thinking, okay, Paul's up at five. So I'm going to start harassing him at five 15. No, I'm in the middle of my affirmations, gratitudes and reading. I don't, I don't want to be bothered during that time. So it's, it's set the expectation by your behavior. Um, and again, there'll be those demanding clients and the people who have a schedule that you need to work with, but I, I, I promise you, they will not be mad at you. If you set an expectation that you're a professional. Um, they'll, in my experience, it, uh, it makes them respect you more and uh, look at you as a professional, which I think is a challenge for 
us in this industry because not everybody looks at us that way. Yeah. Well, and you bring up two points that I, I just want to uh, I just want to point out for the listeners is that number one is that you said you know hey uh, set the expectations up front. So know what. So if if you're calendaring calendaring things and you have a system like you do, then you know when you're available, when you're not, and that can be given as an expectation to your clients right in the beginning. You know, I got to tell you, uh, at seven o'clock at night is when I when I'm with my kids and with my family, and I shut down. If there's a life or death situation, then I, obviously we respond. But most of the time, we can deal with that stuff in the morning. Are you going to be okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then they go, and you ask them that, and they're going to say yes because. Honestly, they they don't want to be stressed out at eight o'clock at night. Right. And if they're talking to you about about again, if, if your dentist called you back at eight o'clock at night, I bet you thought it'd be weird. You'd yeah, think, I thought, Wait, yeah. what? what? <laughs> yeah, you're like, what the heck? Right, exactly. Yep. And then the second one I think is so great that you said is that, you know, they may text you at five in the morning or they may text you at eleven o'clock at night. You don't have to respond because as soon as you respond, you're telling them. Hey, guess what? I don't control my time. You control my time. And now you're mm-hmm. conditioning them basically to say, well, he responded at 11. So apparently he's up. Yep. And he's thinking about my deal because <laughs> my deal is the most important thing to me. Yeah, you know, exactly. so why isn't it the most important thing to you? So right. it, I, I will say it, it's a balance uh, to give them the best service possible and make them feel like this, this is incredibly important because it is, but you know, you've, they're working. If, if you've got a bunch of clients, they're working with you because you have a bunch of clients. If you're brand new and you say, Hey, I'm, I'm always available for you. I am always there no matter what you need. I'm not sure that's the best thing either, because then that's you're, you're communicating a, a bit of unprofessionalism in my opinion. I, I totally agree. And you know what, and here's what, what we always coach to, and we always say this is that, you know, um, there's sometimes there's a lot of times new people will do things, not necessarily that they would then do later in their career. Right. And so it, I would say, look, who do you want to be and what type of business do you want to have and start acting that way today? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I like that. that it's like act, dress for the job. Just dress for the job. Act that way today. So if you want to control your time, control your process, and you want to be confident in doing that, then that's whether you have one transaction or no clients or one client, that's how you act. And that's how you run it from day one. And what you'll find is that it'll give you a phenomenal level of confidence from one number two is so many times we question, right? We, we think how people think about us when the reality is, is that it's really a lot of it's built inside of our own mind. Oh yeah, Those all of your insecurity, all of your insecurities are, are your own problem. <laughs> your own problem, <laughs> exactly. So, so, so you have that set up. Now here's my other question for you. So obviously systems. So I, I have to believe you've got a really strong process when it comes to listings, when it comes to buyers that you follow on a consistent basis. Yes, absolutely. Um, everything's a checklist. Uh, you, you know, there's so many different pieces to a transaction that if you let something fall through the cracks, it can be a big deal and a big problem. Um, that everything's got to be a checklist. So, uh, if you got to make your own, or if your office has one, use it, do not rely on your brain. Um, it's, it's, it's just not going to be that reliable. You have to rely on your system. Uh, I, I would never be able to remember every single piece of what I should be touching base with, with a buyer or seller during every part of the transaction without looking at my calendar, looking at my checklist and saying, all right, you know what, uh, today I need to check with Michael to see, uh, you know, where they're at with the appraisal and, and, uh, where we're at with loan conditions, all that stuff. You can't rely on your on your own brain to uh, to remember all these things, and you shouldn't, because then you're remembering the wrong things. You should be spending your time 
focusing on your business, expanding your business, talking with clients and doing all the fun stuff outside of work. Yeah. And I will tell you, and, and the more you checklist and you have systems, the less, like you just said it, the less things that fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and when things but, fall through the cracks here, it's, it can be either expensive for you or, or damaging to your business. So it can cost uh, you, you got to make sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, you oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so, okay. So your systems and your processes are dialed in. Uh, you've got, uh, you, you wake up early. Let me ask you this. Uh, what's your, what's your evening routine like? So do you have a shutoff time? Like for your family, do you have an evening routine that you run consistently as well? Yeah. So the majority of the time I actually, um, uh, I pick up my son, my, my four-year-old from preschool. Um, I just, I like that time with him. I take him in in the morning on the way to the office. I pick him up on the way home. Uh, usually do that about four 30. Um, I'll get home and, uh, say hi to my wife and my other son and, you know, hang out with the family for a little bit. I'll, if there's anything and it's real estate is, is amazing. It's always like between four and 6 PM that things pop up and every, right. so I'll, I, I may send a few emails before, uh, we sit down for dinner, but we've always got dinner on the table around six o'clock. And, uh, even though they're young and it is incredibly challenging dinner around the, the table was something my family always like was a big deal. Um, you know, being home for that. So, you know, the, the majority of the time, you know, and, and yes, there will be that six o'clock showing sometimes I get that this is real estate, but um, that's the exception, not the rule. So at, at six o'clock, we've got dinner, we're eating as a family. And as for those of you that have had children or have children, you know, keeping a four year old at the table is difficult. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we do it. Um, and then it's, uh, I spend my time with my, my kids and my wife until, you know, they bath time and, and get them to bed. If there's something I got to deal with email wise, um, I'll do that once they're in bed about eight o'clock, eight fifteen. Um, but, uh, uh, then I will make sure to get that done before I have, you know, a little more time with my wife. Uh, we hang out, go to bed fairly early because the aforementioned one and four-year-old has, has you exhausted by 10. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm in, I'm in bed 10 o'clock every night. Um, so there are those little, little work periods of something pops up. But the worst thing, and, and it does happen sometimes, but the worst thing for mindset, just like in the morning, if you start out with your emails, is working until you go to bed. Yes. Like that's, I agree. And I never, I never, ever have my computer in my bed. I don't want to, I don't want to be sending emails while I'm laying in bed. I've got a, a little attached office to my bedroom, so I'll be sitting at my desk. But it's, I got to have a little bit of uh, come down time after that before I'm, I'm going to sleep because it's just, it's not good for your mindset. You do that enough times. It just, it burns you out. Well, and you bring up a good point. I think that, you know, one of the things that we, we think about, you know, health and health is a combination of exercise, eating right. But you know what? The big one is sleep, quality mm -hmm. sleep. And, you know, I, I see too many times in our businesses, specific, especially is agents will uh, take that work all the way up until they go to bed, but then they go to that non-conscious state at night, but, but your, your brain doesn't shut down. And that anxiety or whatever's going on there, you're carrying that through with you and you're not getting good sleep and then you're not able to get up and it just compounds on itself. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then you're also thinking, you know, I sent that email right before I went to sleep. The first thing when your alarm goes off at five o'clock is I should check my email and see if I, Michael emailed me back. <laughs> was he, you know, what, what did he, what was his take on that inspection objection, whatever right. uh, that it just, it, it, uh, it eats away at you. Eats away at you. Well, um, and so kind of the last couple of things here. And so that's great. So you've got those routines, you've got those routines dialed in. It sounds like really good work-life balance. Um, where are you now? Like, so here we are, what, the eighth day of January. How's your, how's your 2021 looking? 
Fantastic. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I would say right around the first of the year, first, second of the year, uh, people came out of the woodwork and uh, just asking some of the agents in my office, it's, it's pretty similar for them. Um, you know, you had that kind of shutdown period right before Christmas time. Um, but uh, uh, I, I had three buyers and two new listings come out of the woodwork, the first and second, like on the first in the morning, I had a client call me and said, Hey, I just realized I want to sell my house and buy a new house. So, well, fantastic. <laughs> That's a great call. Great way to start the year. Yeah. Um, so what, you know, just looking at our, even our office stats, January is going to be a fantastic month for, for the majority of our agents. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, first and second quarters and nobody has a crystal ball uh, with, you know, the, the past year has been interesting, but um, you know, I would say with uh, the low interest rates and, and people still interested in buying and selling homes because they've got equity and and the people who still have jobs are solid. Um, it should be it should be good. I'm I'm looking forward to a great year. Yeah, we're seeing the same thing, especially right now. Uh, even with our coaching clients, we're seeing um, agents that are just really ramping up heavily in this right now. Just seeing the first eight days, seeing people coming out, like you said, coming out of the woodwork. Uh, a lot of need there because there's pent up buying demand. Um, and can I, I'd like to make one quick point yeah, you bet. For newer no, agents on that. I, I actually don't like it when people say, and I, and I just did it. I said, coming out of the woodwork. Cause it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. all the stuff that you did leading up to that. Yes. It could be a year. It could be a year. It could be the, it could be two years of sending your, uh, your three touches a month, whether it's your, you know, your, your newsletter and all that other stuff, your neighborhood news. If you're with Windermere, um, that's what led to that phone call on the first, it may feel like it's out of the blue but it's not, it's because of everything you've done. So remember that when you're doing the tedious uh, tasks that, that we do in this business, these are the thing, these are the phone calls that are fun that pay off, but it, it's not out of the woodwork. It's because of what you did. I love you saying that because we always say, you know, uh, the habits that you run today determine where you're going to be tomorrow. Absolutely. Right? And, and I think that's so true. That is so true what you said. So here's my, here's my one last question for you. So if you could go back to your younger self in this business, right? What, what are some words of advice that you would give? And, and this is also for the people listening, right? That are, are here going, okay, so Paul's, Paul's crushing it and uh, he's got a really good dialed in system. So what would be your words of advice for your younger self? Yeah, so I've got, I've got two things. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, you get into real estate because it's easy money. First of all, that's incorrect. It's not. Um, it could be fantastic, but it's, it's hard work. And, and what I'd say is you need to accept that, you know, the first one or two years of your business is going to look very different from years five and six. And, you know, if you're starting out, you can't compare your business directly to my business. It uh, doesn't mean you can't be as successful as I am, like right off the bat or far more. I'm certainly not saying that, but the, the time and, and energy that's invested up front may not be, you may not have as many free weekends as I do right, right. now, 15 years in. But I didn't. I didn't for that first four or five years. It was it was a lot of work. So accept the time, accept the energy that you have to put in up front. It's an investment into this career that you're building. Um, and uh, the second thing I would say to my my uh, younger self is uh, take Ninja in day one. Um, take the Ninja installation. And uh, I've taken it a few times now. And each time I get something different. And I'd say if you're brand new, it may even be even better because you've got the time to dedicate to the, the plethora of ideas that come out of Ninja. When you're 15 years in, I can't do everything, everything that you tell us to do. I have right. to choose 
two or three really amazing things to implement in my business. You can do all of them up front. Exactly. Take the Ninja installation. And, and I, I swear, Michael did not set me up to say that because <laughs> Michael's uh, is, is my favorite Ninja instructor <laughs> of them all. Uh, but it's, it is 100%. If you're worried about um, you know, getting into this business and feeling salesy or being nervous about the phone calls or the notes or whatever it is that you've got to do. Ninja shows you how to do that by being totally authentic and attracting customers versus pursuing them. Um, I, I, man, I wish I had spent that money up front. Um, yeah, I spent those four days. You know, I agree with you. And I would say this one other, uh, just to piggyback on that, because thank you for that. Um, I would say this is that right now with COVID and, and it's a lack of us doing the, the ninjas, if you're with Windermere, you know, we're doing, uh, we're doing little skills groups that we do virtually. But the other thing too is get the book, just buy the Ninja oh, yeah. book, right? And just get it on Audible, get it on Amazon and uh, just start digesting that content in there and just following what the book says until you can actually get into an actual full Ninja, uh, full-blown uh, live in installation. Uh, I but, read that book once a year. So Yeah, it's, I, I love it. I've got mine sitting right here on my desk and, you know, I always refer to it. Uh, pulling things out of that. So that's great. So uh, if it's okay with you, I got two fun questions for you and then we'll wrap up. So here's what here's okay. first fun question is this. So what is your next big fun vacation with the family? What are you guys doing? Um, that is a great question. We are, um, look, well, it depends on, on where we go with COVID, uh, but we'd like to go somewhere, uh, somewhere warm with the family, maybe Hawaii, um, you know, our, uh, our four-year-olds at the age that I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, it's where my wife and I went on my honey on our honeymoon, and uh, that that uh, that'd be probably the next next big one if you don't count RV trips and stuff like that. Which which island in Hawaii are, are, is your favorite? Uh, we loved Kauai. Kauai. And, uh, I've been on all of them, mm -hmm. and we did both Maui and Kauai, and Maui was great. It's fantastic, and we've got a Windermere office there that I stopped by when we were there. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, but uh, but Kauai is awesome. It's just it's a it's a lot slower, a lot less tourist stuff, but a lot more outdoorsy if you're into that stuff. Do you do north or south? Uh, we were on the north side. Yeah. So the so it's kind of like Jurassic Park, right? And oh, yeah. Kinda, totally. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. OK, so the second question, what book are you reading right now? I am reading two books. One, uh, one thanks to you. And that's uh, Think Like a Monk. Oh, um, that's a good book. Yep. I'm always reading uh, one regular book and then listening to one audible in my, in my truck. And uh, the one I'm listening to is differentiate or die. Um, it's a, uh, it's a marketing book and uh, it was, it was written in the late nineties. So some of the stuff is interesting. They talk about like comp USA being huge, right? Um, but uh, it's, it still has some really interesting stuff in there. Well, um, we actually refer to that book still in Ninja because we talk about your, uh, your value oh, cool. edge, right? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, and then yep. they give you that whole concept around the value edge. No, I love that book. Uh, it's got some great things. Well, hey, Paul, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I know that you're busy. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, I just hope uh, the listeners got some good stuff out of it. If someone wanted to get a hold of you or ask you more questions about what you do or how you do it, how, how might they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can. Uh, uh, you can go to my website, paulhunterrealestate.com. Uh, has all my contact information there. I'm happy to share any tips or tricks. And um, I do uh, do a lot of classes here within our office for our agents on topics like this and, and many other things. So um, yeah, I would be happy to, happy to answer any questions anybody's got. Well, hey, uh, Paul, thank you so much. And I want to thank, thank our you. listeners. You guys, I hope you found this insightful. Uh, Paul uh, does very, very well. He's got a lot of systems in place. And as you, as you heard him talk about the Ninja Selling System, 
Um, the other thing I will say is that if you want to be held accountable for this and kept on track, one of the things you might want to think about is coaching. We do offer coaching through Windermere Coaching. You can visit windermerecoaching.com and find out if coaching is right for you. Uh, and again, thank you, Paul. Everybody, hey, be awesome and thank help you. somebody. Make it a great day. Paul, you make it a great day as well. All right. Well, thanks, Michael. You too. All we'll right. Talk soon. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.